Track 17. Bradford Amateur Rowing Club. This stretch of the air is the domain of Bradford Amateur Rowing Club. From Seven Arches down to Hurst Weir, the direction we're walking in now, stretches the club's 650 metre course. Now that's a mere sprint by comparison with the official Olympic length of 2,000 metres. But even so, the club's regattas have long attracted competitors from far and wide. The rowing club began life in Saltaire's Boathouse, now the Boathouse Inn, back in 1867. Within eight years, however, it had relocated to this stretch west of Hurst Weir, so that its members didn't have to compete for space on the river with casual rowers in park boats. The club's first president was none other than Titus Salt Jr., who served for just shy of 20 years before his untimely death in the billiard room at Milner Field. But this was always Bradford's amateur rowing club, not Saltaire's. Rowing was considered a gentleman's sport, and the club membership was drawn not from the millworkers' village, but from relatively prosperous addresses across the district, from Manningham, Appley Bridge, Bingley, Rawdon, Boat racing is a sport attended with considerable difficulty in the neighbourhood of Bradford. Remarked a reporter for the Bradford Observer on the occasion of the club's first competitive regatta in 1883. The air is too narrow for two fours to row abreast, while it would be out of the question for an eight to turn. Only skiffs could race head-to-head, apparently, with other races held as time trials. Nonetheless, the day was all that could be wished. The club's water, at all times pretty and picturesque, had its bank enlivened by an assembly of ladies and gentlemen. All available bunting was displayed, and the club flag of blue and white, hoisted at the boathouse, fluttered in the light breeze. Ah yes, the boathouse. The blue and white structure you see standing today was the club's third, originally built in 1893. But it was built, originally, on the opposite side of the river, just upstream of Hurst Mill. The club was evicted from this site in 1922 by the new owner of the mill, Mr Glyn Thomas. Dismantling the clubhouse brick by brick and timber by timber, the members ferried it across the river using their boats and had it re-erected on the other side, exactly as it had been, but turned through 180 degrees. The only architectural alteration was that the gable window facing westwards up the rowing course now had to be placed at the opposite side of the building.
you should be reaching the rushing water of Hurst Weir. The weir that in 1890 claimed the life of Frank Astley when his boat went over the weir and capsized in heavy water. When you reach a spot overlooking the weir, please stop for a moment. Dangerous as the weir is, the rowing club is dependent on it for its very existence. Without it, they wouldn't have a rowable course. This is why the club now owns the weir in order to take care of it. This has involved having to make some unexpected repairs. During the Boxing Day flooding of 2015, the river picked up a tree and drove it like a battering ram right through the middle of the weir, making a massive hole. To fix the problem, and to support the weir for the future, a rock ramp of loose boulders was constructed on the downstream side within weeks of the flood. Look at me. I mean, look at me. My beautiful clean lines, the smooth clear flow of water over me crest. And now I'm wounded, mortally wounded. Look at this shop they've done a repairing me. Is there no dignity? Some local contractor, some Andy Bunton, comes down with an excavator. An excavator? And just heaves a bunch of rocks at me. Can you believe it? I mean, sure, they're fish like it. The fish can get upstream a lot easier now, but would you want a bunch of fish crawling all over you? I'm a marvel of engineering. Actually, this rock ramp is good not just for fish, but for the health of the river itself. It allows the water to flow downhill more gradually, rather than crashing down onto the downstream side as it used to, scouring the river bottom. Scouring my ass. Let's keep walking. On the side of Hurst Mill, you can still make out the words washed clots. Like the building itself, the lettering dates from the 19th century, when the Stuart brothers operated as washers and scourers of cloth. Historically, though, this was the site of Shipley's manorial mill. There has probably been a water mill on this site of one sort or another since the 13th century. As you can see, we've now come full circle. Please retrace your steps across Load Pit Beck, walk back past the pipe bridges, and then cross the footbridge over the air. As you exit the bridge, keep walking forward and slightly uphill towards the canal. When you get to the towpath, play track 18. 